Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. At the end of yesterday's programme, we read how Paul and Barnabas went their separate ways. They actually had a bit of a disagreement. But you made the point that actually it was a good thing that these two strong apostles both went their separate ways because actually they were able to achieve a lot more in the long run. So we find them going to Lystra and to Derby. Paul and Silas went to Derby and then to Lystra where they met Timothy, a disciple whose mother was a Jewish believer and whose father was Greek. Timothy had a good reputation with the believers in Lystra and Iconium. Because Paul wanted him to accompany him on their onward journey in an area where there were many Jews, Timothy was circumcised as it was widely known that his father was a Greek. Oh boy. Now, this seems to stand on its head the very decision that uh, had been made in Jerusalem uh, that we read about yesterday uh, in uh, chapter 15 of Acts, where the decision was made that it would not be necessary for uh, Gentiles to be circumcised uh, as Christians. But we have to understand that Paul wanted to take Timothy into Jewish areas, into the synagogues. And because he was of mixed race, his mother was a Jew, and his father was Greek, this was considered a matter of expediency for Timothy to be circumcised. So there are exceptions to the rules? Absolutely, but it's very clear from what Paul's stance was, not only in chapter 15, but in the epistles that he wrote. Paul was very, very strong in, in, the, in taking the stance that Gentiles did not need to be circumcised, neither did they need to adopt the Jewish law. Very strong. So this is a matter of expediency. Do you remember that one of the principles that Paul adopted was that he would be as he needed to be to the people uh, that he was evangelizing. So the Jews, he came as a Jew and he acted like a Jew. And he knew that it was he would not be able to take Timothy into these Jewish situations. He would not be received if he was not, even though his mother was a Jew, if he was not circumcised. So if he was just going to take Timothy into the Gentile situations, there would be no problem. But to actually take him into the Jewish situations where, of course, he would be speaking to, preaching to, I mean, Timothy, not just Paul, but Timothy would be preaching and speaking to Jews in their own context, not just out on the street then this was seen to be a necessary expedient. So what does that say to us today? Because one of the questions we're asking in going through Acts is, you know, what about Acts for today? What does it say to us about these sensitivities? Well, I've preached the gospel in many, many different cultures and situations all over the world. And one of the things that has absolutely amazed me is the way in which the Holy Spirit uh, is able to express the message of the gospel, the same message, but entirely different ways 
that enable the people of that particular culture to receive the truth. And you see, it isn't me as a as someone who is a British believer going in and speaking as a British believer. Uh, if you've got an apostolic ministry, then you have got to be very, very adaptable to allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you in different ways in different cultures. And so Paul was very, very conscious of this, that uh, if you were preaching to a Jewish group of people in a synagogue, the manner of your message would be very, very different than if you were out on the street addressing the Gentiles because they come from two completely different mindsets. So you've got, to, um, you've got to express the truth of the gospel in a way that the Jews could understand if you're talking to Jews. And you've got to express it in the way that Gentiles would understand if you're speaking to the Gentiles. Now, the Holy Spirit is absolutely ace at this. I mean, he is, he is just masterful. All you have to do as a preacher is just to be open to him speaking through you in the right way in the particular context in which you're placed. I believe that is part of the truly apostolic anointing. What doesn't work, and I mean, I, um, I've seen a little bit of this on the international circuit, if you like, where you get somebody with a teaching ministry, you know, and they come with their notes and they deliver the same message in any part of the world, no matter who it is they're talking to. And you sit and you listen, and you know that what they're saying is true, but you know also that the people that they're speaking to are not going to be able to understand it uh, in the way that the people for the culture for which that message was originally written would be able to understand it. And that, that's, I think, a, a great distinction that, that, that has to be made. Uh, we can understand, um, even in our own culture, you see, if you were speaking at a youth meeting, you would probably speak in a different way than if you were speaking in an old people's home. You would speak in a different way if you were addressing a group of people in a conventional church who perhaps were not necessarily born again, certainly had not been baptized in the Spirit, and there was no freedom of the Spirit, than if you were preaching in a Pentecostal church or a charismatic church which was exceedingly free. You, you would be saying the same things, but the way in which you actually express those truths would be very different. So this, this example makes the point that we have to think very, very carefully about the people we're talking to and, and how we present the message. We have to be open to the Holy Spirit, primarily, because the Holy Spirit knows and understands the people far more than we do. I mean, I go regularly into cultures that I would not understand. So I, I, I've had to be completely dependent upon the Holy Spirit to, um, you know, to, to speak in the right way in those, in those situations. And there are major differences even, even in Europe. You know, you go to uh, a sort of a Latin um, people, very, very different from a Germanic people, a different mindset, different approach needed. You go and speak to people that were brought up as Catholics, 
but perhaps with no knowledge of what it is to be born again and, and filled with the Spirit. Very, very different from going and, and speaking to people in evangelical areas where they've been brought up exposed to the gospel all their lives. And you've just got to be able to make these uh, transitions. But if you trust in the Holy Spirit, that's okay because the Holy Spirit knows the people, understands the culture, knows best how to get through to them. And, I mean, there have been countless occasions when, you know, I've been speaking, even as I've been speaking, I've been thinking, I would never put it like this. I, I, and you wonder why on earth the Holy Spirit is saying things in the way that he's saying them because, you know, I don't preach from a prepared text, as you know. So, uh, and then you find out afterwards that was exactly the right way. Well, there's no, there's no virtue for me in that. That is the Holy Spirit. I mean, I'm just the messenger. But he is the one who knows exactly the right way to deliver the message. So we read in verse 4 of chapter 16, In every town they spoke, you see, they're both speaking, Paul and Timothy. They spoke of the decision made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem so that the local believers could comply. As a result, the churches in that area were strengthened in faith and continued to grow daily in numbers. Why Timothy? Well, now, Paul had planted the church in Lystra, and there they met this disciple whose mother had been a Jewish believer and father of Greek. This was obviously a young man who was coming to prominence in the church, and Paul perceived that there was a particular anointing and call of God upon this man's life. And so, as good leaders do, they want to disciple potential leaders. So he says, I want this young man to uh, come with me, to travel with me, to be a kind of apostolic assistant. Uh, and uh, I'm going to teach him, disciple him, train him. And of course, the way you do that is, of course, Timothy would have listened to Paul, he'd watched Paul, how he'd operate, but Paul also would have given him opportunities to speak and to minister so that he could uh, grow and develop in his own personal, personal ministry. So Paul, Silas, and Timothy traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia as the Holy Spirit had made it clear that they were not to go to the province of Asia at that time. However, when they arrived at the border of Mysia, they wanted to go into Bithynia, but again the Spirit of Jesus would not permit this. So they bypassed Mysia and went to Troas. That night, Paul saw a Macedonian man in a vision. He stood up pleading with him, come and help us in Macedonia. Having received such a vision, Paul concluded that God was leading them to preach the gospel in Macedonia, so we prepared to go there immediately. Now, this shows how submitted Paul and the others were to the Holy Spirit and how obedient they were in listening to what is called the witness of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit gives you leave to do things. Sometimes you know it's not right to do those things, even though you may not understand why it's not right. But it's always to your peril if you refuse to take note of that inner witness of the Holy Spirit. And Paul learned that. So when he received this vision, he said, Ah! This is why the Holy Spirit has not allowed us to go into those other areas. And as a result, the gospel is going to be opened up to an entirely new area. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 